Screenless. afternoon or evening and welcome to another episode of Creative Cuppa where in each episode I, Gareth Davis, have a chat with someone from the many amazing creative industries. Got a cuppa and a biscuit? I have to apologise but this episode does come with a warning. It will make you crave biscuits. What's your favourite biscuit by the way? Digestive? The mighty hobnob? Something simpler like a malted milk or a rich tea? Jaffa cake? Is that a cake or a biscuit? Let's not go down that rabbit hole. (laughs) Today's guest quit his job for a freelance career and it was fascinating hearing from Steve about balancing his commission projects with his personal projects. I've always done that. There's almost a need to do creative things for yourself to satisfy that itch. I think it helps what you can offer other people if you check in with your own creativity. Anyway, let's hear from Steve Folland. Cupper at the ready, biscuit at the ready. Here we go. Steve Folland, video and podcast creative. Welcome to Creative Cuppa. Hey, nice to nice to be here. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So, Steve, how are you today? Do you have a cuppa? I understand uh, you're a lover of biscuits. Yeah, actually, I have a full jar of uh, jammy dodgers next to me. Oh, that was real. I mean, as an audio person, that that was that's that's real foley live you haven't found that on a website that sound effect that is an actual jar of no maybe i should yeah do you know feel free to clip that out and sell it on the internet because i'm sure there's (laughs) enough people searching oh i just need some jammy dodgers rustling (laughs) so steve on your website it says creating video and audio one biscuit at a time Mm. very very apt um you spent a whole decade working in radio so i can see that working in an other audio is a natural progression do you feel that video was as well? What prompted that transition for you? Well, yes, yeah, so I always wanted to work in radio, but I did like making videos when I was a kid. And when I went to university, we were doing like everything, like audio, video and multimedia types, like it was all CD-ROMs back then. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I knew I had skills in all of those pies, basically. Right. So when I decided to earn extra money on the side of working in radio i was able to write scripts present edit video edit podcasts when when they sort of emerged so do voiceovers so i just basically made the most of it all the skills i had ah right all encompassing yeah and now it just turns out that of course a lot of people are looking for podcasts or or looking for remote help with podcasts because of the pandemic and so suddenly I find lots of people knocking on my door for that. Whereas, yeah. you know, previously I've made, yeah, loads of videos for, for businesses. Um, it was much more that side of the business before. Yeah. So you've worked in radio. What was your journey to setting up your own business then? Well, it was it was really sort of lifestyle based in that our kids... Well, we we had kids, plural, mm. for a start. So uh, one of them was about to go to school. The other one, my wife was about to go off maternity leave. And we were like, who's going to look after the kids? Oh, yeah. So I decided to quit my job so I could work from home and be there for the kids while my wife went back into London. So, yeah, it was about using my skills to create something that worked around them, really. 
but it just so happened mm. but it was good timing because lots of people started using video online uh, and within training and stuff like that and and obviously audio podcast voiceovers all of that is as and working remotely for that matter has kind of grown at the same time yeah so and an opportunity to really hone in on the i suppose the things that you love doing in your previous work well that's a good thing yeah i i've i've always loved creating stuff and um it's it's you know it's really satisfying being able to both work on stuff for clients and your own things and having that flexibility to pick and choose what you're going to work on whereas like much as i loved working in radio ultimately it's, it can only ever become like a, a churning out of stuff yeah like, even if that stuff is a bit different all the time it still becomes like a factory churning out the same thing whereas now i can work on loads of different projects for loads of different people and like learn different things yeah. and push things in different creative ways all the time yeah the variety i find is wonderful i guess yes you, you obviously prefer that to uh, just one production line <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's not to say that you know like working in one place is is great in a way mm. um but it is really good to be able to work on lots of different things it keeps me more interested i think keeps me yeah. on my toes and you seem to have found a natural home in podcasting on your website it says that you're working on no less than four <laughs> that's which i know for a fact that's a lot of work yeah, it's probably more than that. Um, oh, right. <laughs> those are the ones I list. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I make I make two myself. Uh, so I make the Being Freelance podcast and the Doing It for the Kids with mm. Frankie from the Doing It for the Kids community. Uh, so, but then off the back of that, I create some for agencies, some that I list, some that I don't, uh, and then I work on some more high profile ones and just started work on a really big one. Um, in fact, another two for that matter oh, at well. the moment. Um, but some, you know, some of these are like ones which happen each week or every other week, and some they're sort of like pushing in series. So we might work intensely for a few weeks, yeah. you know, recording and editing, and then I move on to something else. But it's um, yeah, it's a good time to be somebody making podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> well, there, there are over. I mean, it's growing at an enormous rate, isn't it? There are over two million that exist now. There are, but how many of those are active? Well. <laughs> Somebody pointed this out to me the other day. They said, you know your podcast is like in the top 1% of podcasts. And I went, really? And then I went, well, hang on, though. <laughs> how many podcasts are there and how many of them are actually like listened to? Do you, do you know that stat? No, I don't. I bet you can Google it and find out. But yeah, um, yeah a lo it's, it is true that a lot of podcasts never even make it past like five episodes. Yeah. And then, of course, there were podcasts which just come and go. Like they might even run for years and then they stop. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll take being in the top 1% if it's true. Yeah. But, you know, statistics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, can be, you can be creative with statistics, let's put it that way. Yeah. And I suppose that even if you have a podcast that runs and then stops, it, it serves a purpose, doesn't it? Yeah. And it, and it can find an audience. Oh, yeah, and it's great that it can st still be there. Um, and, you know, if you're creating something like as a business or a freelancer, it doesn't. you don't have to keep making it every week, I don't think. Just the fact that it's there on your site and people can go back and see what you've done and listen to you and get to know you yeah. is great. And then, of course, there's other things which, I mean, I don't know, but, for example, Ricky Gervais had that really successful podcast for years. I imagine it's still there somewhere. Oh, uh, no doubt, no doubt. You yeah. know, and so it's that chance to 
to to go back and listen to to older things which have stopped but are still very funny. Yeah, and I suppose the monetization of all that is still an evolving thing. Who knows where <laughs> what the landscape's going to look like in five know. years? You know, yeah, two it's years. It's a crazy <laughs> thing. Like when 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 you see the amount of money that the likes of Spotify are pouring in to yeah. podcasts, and like I'm really intrigued as to the actual margins that they make when they've got Bruce Springsteen and Barack Obama <laughs> talking, and you just hear the credits at the end. There's about fifty people work on an episode which you know would take me one person to do uh, yeah. or yourself so i mean i know they get great publicity and audience so like the the advertising can't be cheap but all the same yeah it'll be interesting to see if they're actually making money on it <laughs> I, I wonder if it's a, like a, a situation where they have their uh, subscriptions for spotify and have an overall pot so even though podcasts in themselves aren't making probably losing money they can cover it because they have so so many profits. Yeah, because at the moment... Swallow it up. It's true. Uh, you know, at the moment, it's still that sort of fight, isn't it, for existence to try and beat off Apple yeah. Music and all of the other competitors. So, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe it's all a loss leader. That's the curious thing, though, you see. Like, sometimes between small businesses and big businesses, it can yeah. fit... Like, you can actually be way more profitable as a small business... <laughs> compared to, to like you, you know you look at Deliveroo or whatever and they're all none of them make any money mm. you know they lose money year on year and you think well actually I'm doing okay just editing some podcasts and making some videos exactly, exactly I've got I've got I've, I've got tons of jammy dodges <laughs> who's the mugs here <laughs> do you um enjoy a variety of biscuits or are the are, are the jammy dodges <laughs> the, the staple no do you know it was my birthday the other week and uh, oh, my daughter birthday. my daughter got me a personalized jar with um, oh and filled it with jammy dodgers because they are the most attractive of biscuits, I guess, when you're eight um, or 42, <laughs> it turns out. So, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I mean, I think you've got to you've got to hand it to the Fox's Crunch Cream. If you're, oh, ed- yeah. If yeah, you're doing a good. lot of editing, you can easily demolish them. Or if you're feeling a slightly more sophisticated, like a dark chocolate digestive with a cup of tea. for an afternoon, Yeah. I mean, the whole yeah. digestive range. There's something yeah. for everyone in there, really, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, there is. That's true. I, I, I lean towards the dark chocolate digestive because no one else in this house likes them. So oh, um, cunning. Yeah, they go, oh, you didn't get the milk chocolate. And I'm like, oh, did I not? Oh, I am sorry. <laughs> or the awful. milk chocolate with caramel, if you're oh, right, feeling I mean, overindulgent. You are decadent when you go down that route, aren't yeah, you? And yeah. you don't mind your teeth bit. You've got to not need to do a voiceover if you're eating that kind of biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Because your teeth get stuck together like a curly whirly for weeks. It's bordering on intervention, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it seems all your skill sets feed into each other. It seems also that that's a, that was a natural progression. But what, I mean, was it a conscious choice, or is it a byproduct of doing certain things? For instance, you've mentioned that you can offer script tweaks for voiceover work and things like that. Do you kind of evolve your skills as they go along? Well, I think it is probably a natural progression in that, you know, when I worked, so I worked in commercial radio, you're always writing scripts and uh, uh, like be it promo scripts or adverts or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or you're even you're just trying to sell the next record and keep people listening. It's, it's all that mm. same sort of skill. So even though it was radio, that converts well to video because it's still about storytelling. And it's still about um, keeping people kind of like uh, on edge and getting across perhaps a boring comment or a boring product, but in a way that people still keep listening. And so that converts quite well into creating training videos for businesses. And then, 
yeah, um, your skills evolve. I, I personally, anyway, as I need them, like as an yeah. editor of video or of of audio, and yeah, that's why it's nice when you get a new, like when I'm brought in early on a project, uh, for for a podcast, for example, and I can. I can influence the way it sounds. Like I'm not brought into an editor and something that already sounds a certain way. When I'm there at the beginning and I can kind of influence the, the pace of it just by using the music in a certain way and stuff, it's fun. I like that. Fantastic. And in terms of like things evolving as well, it's like, you know, so I used to not just work behind the scenes in radio, but I was on air on radio as well. And the stuff I do with like the Being Freelance podcast and community for freelancers mm is very much like an extension of that where you, I might be doing a Facebook Live or a live Q&A or the podcast itself, but it's still about, it's um, it's the same as drawing in an audience when you were on the radio, like creating a community of listeners who kind of all relate. So it's it's all like an extension of what I was doing before. I think. Yeah. It's just, it just has a bit more value to it than telling people dire straits is on the way and where to get a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned being freelance, your community and your podcast, obviously, did the community kind of happen by accident, by design? How did that come about? And it was by design, but it was by demand as well, I guess. Oh, okay. Because, uh, you know, like the podcast has been going, I think, six years now. And the community's only been going two years. And for a long time, I thought about starting a Facebook group hmm. uh, and a community. And, and I just thought, well, A, it's another thing to do. But also, like it's, I know there are a lot of work. There are a lot of work to, yeah. to 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 work properly, and there's also lots of other Facebook groups out there now for freelancers. And I thought, so do they need another? And then I eventually came to realise that actually I was being contacted by listeners and freelancers from around the world and having conversations with them, be it on Instagram or email or whatever. And it was a shame that I wasn't bringing them together to talk to each other. It almost felt a bit selfish. And so inspired by what Frankie was doing with the doing it for the kids community, which is for like freelance parents, I sort of eventually took the leap. So, yeah, two and a half years ago, whatever, started the group. And like, you know, within a few weeks, we had like a thousand people hanging out and it it really grew very quickly. And Mm. whilst it feeds into the podcast, so it kind of like, you know, you're creating a I don't want to say fans, but people who want to listen to the podcast and talk yeah. about the podcast. I think community is the right word, isn't it? Yeah, but it definitely is a community. It's a it's a lot of people having conversations and being supportive and having fun together and yeah. cheering each other on, um, which is related to what you've created in the podcast or the videos or whatever, but is is its own separate thing now. So it's like they they all can get on with or <laughs> without me obviously i chime in and then we have things that kind of like lead the way like a book club or live q and a's and socials and you, you know there's some things that pull us all together so it's yeah i've actually really enjoyed it it's a different thing it's a lovely group to be in as well if you're a freelancer i, I do recommend going and uh, taking a look and um just getting stuck in it's uh yeah, very yeah, nice lo- lovely bunch yeah so Steve where can people find you online obviously there's a being freelance that you can just look up and join if people want to seek out your work where can they find you yeah well being freelance is probably best actually so that's beingfreelance.com but it's being freelance on Instagram and on Twitter yeah as well um because ultimately they all link back to to me if you want to see other stuff so so much of what I 
uh, create as a you know as a freelancer videos and all of that i can't usually share on my website because they're like corporate behind yeah. doors stuff <laughs> which is also why it's lovely being able to make your own creations so you can not have anybody telling you how it should be and you can put them out when you want and you can share them with the world so oh, uh, yeah being freelance is the best route fantastic i'll pop that in the uh, show notes for you then but for now steve folland thank you so much for joining me for a cover thank you that was lovely Thanks again to Steve for his time. He was so easy to chat with. You can check out his stuff via the links in the show notes. And if you're a freelancer too, do check out his Being Freelance community. It's very friendly. This podcast was produced by The Sound Boutique for Screenless. And you can say hello and get updates via at Screenless Pod on the social media. And find out all about this show with all its amazing guests at www.creativecupper.uk. There you will also find out how to rate and review this podcast, which, if you can spare two minutes, I'll be so grateful. Thank you. That's all for now. Have a great week. And until next time, thanks for joining me for a cuppa.